This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you so much, Sid, and thank you all for joining us today for Messianic Vision. Our guest that we have today, I know you're going to be so excited when you hear her. We have grown to love her and just appreciate her ministry. She is a prophet who operates with authority and authenticity, which is always refreshing, isn't it, as she ministers and teaches around the world. She was born in Northern Ireland into a long family line of pastors. Her family knew of the Holy Spirit in a non-relational way, but their hearts were always burning for more. She received Jesus at age six, and over the next several years, she grew increasingly aware of the spirit realm. Angels, visions, prophetic giftings all began to open up and actually became normal for her. So please welcome today, Emma Stark. Emma, how are you doing? I am super well, and I'm utterly (laughs) delighted, Donna, to be with you. And we just bring my husband and I warm and warrior greetings from Glasgow in Scotland, where I'm based. And of course, this is an Irish accent, but I live and minister in Scotland. So all those who are of Scottish and Irish uh, descent who are listening to this, a high five (laughs) across the Atlantic Ocean to you all. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? As you say, Emma, and I'm going to pick it up, let's fire on. (laughs) That's true, fire on. (laughs) Emma, at age 18, you learned that you could actually ask for the power of the Holy Spirit. So you did. And what happened? Oh, do you know, it's funny. I was brought up, like many of uh, the listeners today, with the concept of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Scriptures. So when I heard there was a Holy Spirit, I'm like, what? Why has <laughs> nobody told me about this before? You know, and uh, just the, almost that sense of, you know, the Father God, Jesus, the Son, and, you know, no real sense of the explosive, dynamic power or the sovereignty of the Spirit of God. So when I discovered there's like a Holy Spirit baptism, that there's Holy Spirit possession, that there is this third person of the Trinity that you can relate to, I'm like, I am having all of that, <laughs> you know? And, and, and just that sense of, oh, I'd grown up so bored in church, mm. and yet it was really biblically very sound. You know, I don't want to give the wrong impression, because my dad was the minister so you know it was gloriously biblically signed but boy was it tediously boring Mm. because of course the spirit is where the movement and the life and the miracles are so of course i'm baptized in the spirit age 18 go straight into a third heaven encounter i start to see the angels i start to see god riding a, a chariot cloud i'm completely baptized in the spirit and get the gift of tongues. I'm shaking on the floor. I can't move for three hours, you know, under the weight of the glory of God. And I'm thinking, well, this must happen to 
everybody. <laughs> this must have happened to everybody else. And I'm really backwards spiritually. And I'm really slow. And everybody will be super excited that I finally caught up. So I tell my story and people are like wide-eyed. <gasps> oh, Emma, I'm not sure you're spot on there. So I had to go to scripture to understand and to then start to teach in the reality of the ministry of the spirit and the reality of the command of God that you and I should be fellowshipping with the spirit of God. Yes, yes. And from there on, Emma, we know your ministry has exploded. You have taught of the supernatural realm. You have taught of the spirit and the power thereof. And we just appreciate that so much. You know, you have prepared a powerful, powerful package of resources for everybody that's listening today. But I want to talk about one of them just, just right off the bat here, and then we're going to really dig into sure. some others. But because of the times that we are living in, I mean, these are times that pretty much unprecedented for us in this generation, and there's a lot of fear. And you are including in this package a book that you have prepared called Freedom from Fear. Is that possible, Emma? Oh, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> can, we just, can we just talk about that for a moment? Do you know, I really feel like whenever the trials that uh, have hit the world over the last, you know, 18 months uh, came to the door of the church, because we weren't outside of that shaking. We were shaken too. Mm -hmm. And I think that just as in the days of Nehemiah trying to rebuild the wall uh, around Jerusalem, just as we are trying to build the kingdom of God, so intimidation has come against us. A containment spirit, a smallness spirit has raised itself up so that we just feel pushed back and pushed back. And I think the world has looked at the church and said, hmm, I'm not so sure you're essential. And we have find the church to become increasingly a non-essential wow. service. Wow. That is bothering. And really how we deal with that uh, slime against us is that we raise ourselves up in the power of God and we look in the face of intimidation. We look in the face of smallness. We look at the containment that the enemy has around to bite us. And we say, we are going to be those who are essential to the well-being of our nation. Yes. And we are going to go to war against that spirit of fear and intimidation. And can I give you some top tips, Donna? Of course. In how we deal with that. I think the first thing that we need to know about warfare is that we are victorious. That is our entry. Jesus' name is higher than every other name, but we should kind of know that already. I think we have forgotten that in our personal prayer time, not only do we say, oh, Jesus, come and bless me, which we say, or Jesus, come and have mercy on me, which we say, but we have got to say, I break agreement with, and I cast it away from me. I break agreement with fear. I break agreement with intimidation. Yes. And I cast it away. And we've got to come back to being those who can do many deliverances on our own lives. We have forgotten that I have authority to say to the demons, 
I will not pet you. You will not become like my pet dog that I feed. I'm not going to feed you, demon. I'm not going to give you space. I'm not going to give you rights and permission. But I'm going to say very simply, in the name of Jesus, I break agreement with you and you are to leave my room, my house, my life. And actually, we shouldn't be those who go, oh, poor me. Oh, you know, I'm so hard done by. I don't know, you know, how I'm going to get through with this intimidation. There is a warrior that I want to release to you right now. There's an awakened courage that I want to release to you. Just grab it and say, it's mine as I listen. I lose courage to you to stand in your warfare mantle and to say, that leaves me that intimidation now, that fear goes in Jesus' name. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes, that's a great way to start here, Emma. Now that we're all saved, healed, delivered, and free from fear, I think we are going to fire on. How about you? Fire on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, one of the other um, elements in this package that you have put together is your absolutely brand new book called Lion Bites. Lion yes. Bites. And it's a 365-day devotional what is this and why you you mentioned the word warrior living like a warrior tell me about this book and how and why did you write it oh good question yes so many years ago as a young mum with tiny tots and i couldn't travel around the world itinerating i just started to write daily prophetic words yes. fresh every day they have gone round the world to millions of people and the testimonies donna are mind-blowing of people reading it rural outback australia you know or the deepest darkest unreached regions of the world where people are genuinely alone and isolated and these daily words come in and they bring them healing the testimonies of healing are mind-blowing deaf ears opening tumors dropping off because they are word of the Lord in season for people. So I thought, oh, stop the bus. We need to do this as a devotional. Why? Yes. Because sometimes you need us to sit with you. You need me to sit with you every single day, not just here and there when you happen to grab something, you know, that's broadcast, but every single day, I want to mentor you. Yes. Every single day, I want to grab hold of your hand and I want to see you liberated. And so we wrote this book, uh, myself and some of my colleagues here at the Glasgow Prophetic Center, because it is not just, Donna, oh, a wee thought. And it's not just, oh, a wee homily where it's a bit of a devotional grab bag no 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 this is warfare training this is you need weaponized every day this is uh, more like a workbook every day where i give you prayers but i give you activations so that every single day there is something that you are decreeing over yourself yes or there's something that you're taking away to do so that you can be washed in supernatural power you can be washed in seeing in the spirit realm and the high twos and you can remember what manner of man or woman god made you to be yes so it is it is unashamed hand holding to weaponize you and to make you victorious how does that sound for a daily <laughs> devotional? I think it sounds amazing. And I don't know if anyone else is like me, but I look at a 400-page book, and 
and I go, oh my, never. I, I will never read a 400-page book. But if you give me something in a page, I mean a bite of power, supernatural yes. power that's on a little page that I can start my day with it or end my day with it. Yes. And it's just this supernaturally powerful bit of information and declaration. And then an, something something that's interactive, that's something that I can do too, then I'm saying, sign me up. Sign me up because yes. I want to live my everyday like that. Emma, let me read this line that, that I have here in my notes about this particular devotional that's called Lion Bites, which I love the word lion, and it's bites because... It's powerful, it's and yes, it's, it's small, and it's daily, so it's lion bites, and it says, live every day like a victorious warrior. This unique devotional, listen to this, unleashes explosive supernatural power in bite-sized prophetic words. Lion bites is a daily call to arms. Whew. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think, Donna, you know, I love a good conference. Who doesn't love a of good course, conference? Of course. You know, we, and we all we all do those, don't we? Um, but actually, we realize that those are, are you know, more one-off in our calendars. You know, you go to maybe two or three a year, you get a bit of a shot in the arm, you know, of an oomph. But actually, sometimes you need a bite every day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just need somebody who will be a friend and come alongside you and mentor you. And lots of people the world over keep saying, oh, can you mentor me? Can you mentor me? In hearing God, in using spiritual gifts, in overcoming Satan, you know, all the things we are known for as prophetic warriors. Well, this Lion Bites book will do it. Uh, <laughs> and really it is about us mentoring you in the supernatural. Yes. Um, come on, because look, you do not want to go through another year like some of the years you've gone through in the last two or three with no, the pandemic. No, no, ma'am. I say this, honestly, we cannot go through any more shaking without being better equipped. We yes. just can't do it. And that's me being really honest with you guys as listeners. And so a lot of my thinking comes from that. We have got to come above the storm. And do you know what? We have got to become the storm to Satan. And rather than being under, now we've got scriptures that talk about you're the head and not the tail. But I think we are saying, okay, if I'm the head and not the tail, I am going to be a right royal pain in the backside of Satan. And I'm going to be the storm this year rather than, than be one who was always under and feeling that kind of sense of doom and gloom. This is the time where we are entering the era. Oh, I'm prophesying now. We are entering the era of the Holy Spirit. We are entering the days of the renewing of the pioneer grace on the people of God. And so rather than just saying, I'd like to be a leader, I'd like to be an influencer, which are great things, there is a whoosh of a pioneering anointing to come to where you are that you may not just manage decline or lead in problems, but that you may pioneer the next thing of God. That is coming to his people as we move into what I'm calling the era 
or the epoch of the Holy Spirit, where you are going to enter into a new level of relationship with the Spirit of God that you have hungered for all your days, because we've come from the era, you know, of just the church, but you are entering the era of the kingdom of God, of the ruling power of God, and the manifest glory of the Spirit on the earth. So you're going to need some hand-holding to walk through that, and that's what this book does. Yes, yes. Well, let me just remind everybody that's listening, as usual, Sid is going to be here at the end of the program to let you know exactly how you can get this powerful package that Emma has put together for you. And if you want to be as fired up as Emma is right now, I challenge you to get this, to read it every day and to do the actions in it and become unleashed, supernaturally powerful. Emma, let's do this. Let's jump into a few of the topics in the book. Yeah, let's let's do that so people can say, oh, that sounds good. So give me some specifics. What are we talking about? When you used the word weaponized a a little bit ago, what does weaponized by heaven mean? I think that um, we look at some of the spiritual gifts when we read Corinthians and we think, oh, do you know, isn't that lovely? Isn't that a nice little bit of an optional extra? Oh, do you know, I just feel like the Spirit of God comes and I feel Holy Spirit goosebumps. And, uh, you know, I know God's with me. Can I say that is shallow waters understanding? Ooh. Our usefulness to God in this time is because he has given us gifts that are weaponized by him. Wow. And so there is this sense of prophecy, healing, faith, miraculous powers, the discerning of spirits are weapons from God. And actually the Lord is saying to us, come on, crawl back on the altar. And we write about this in the book. You'll see this unpacked. Offer your body to me as a living sacrifice. In other words, get yourself back onto the altar and cry burn me again burn me with your fire of purification burn me with your fire of separation burn me with your fire of empowerment that actually as you burn me as I offer my body as a living sacrifice you'll burn the gifts of the spirit back into me and you'll burn Uh, weaponization back into me. Look, let me give you an example. I'm at the hairdressers. This is just everyday stuff. I'm at the hairdressers this week. I'm having my roots done. And uh, we're chatting away back and forth. The guy is not Christian. But I am able to interpret a dream with him on the spot, not because I'm actually particularly, you know, uh, skilled at that, but because I've got the spirit of God weaponizing me in that moment so I can work with God in that moment to interpret a dream that brings him to his knees Um, that brings him into relationship with Jesus Christ. Because I know in that moment, I am the most powerful spiritual being in that room. Why? Am I anything special? No. Are you anything special? No. We've been chosen and anointed and appointed and weaponized by a powerful Holy Spirit. So when I walk into that hairdressing salon, I am the dominant spiritual force because that is who lives 
within me. So it is it is marinating with me day to day in those kind of truths um, so that you will shift your mindset to be able to walk into any room as the dominant spiritual force. Yes, yes. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. And how important and vital is perspective to us, us really understanding and doing what we need to be doing. How important is that? Yes, I mean, actually, there is a the whole section in the book on this. So we'll just whet your appetite a little bit now. <laughs> so, you know, so you can get a sense of what we might do uh, together in the book. You know, I think you and I, uh, most of us get very preoccupied with the world to the left and the right of us. And when we just see, you know, oh, what's going on in my family over here? What's going on in my work over there? We can accidentally get shrunken and actually overwhelmed by the day-to-day ebb and flow of life. Yes. But I think Jesus continually says, come up here. And there is that command. Now, sometimes can I say, it's not just the voice of God. In Ezekiel, God reaches his hand down in Ezekiel 8. He grabs the hair of Ezekiel and he whooshes Ezekiel up and he says, you are going to come up here. (laughs) And I think we can start to pray. God, I want to come up to where you are. God, I want to come up to your mindset. God, I want to come up to your perspective. And so, of course, when I start to pray that, when you start to pray that, immediately there is this elevation and you come up over your circumstances and you often are taken to the viewing platforms that God has where you get this bird's eye view and you are able to go, oh, hang on a minute. I'm not going to be so overwhelmed because I'm starting to see from the perspective of God. And actually, we actually have an action in the book where you you lay hands on your own eyes and you contend for the right sight to come to you. Yes. Where we talk you through, come on, rip those scales off, anoint your own eyes, work with us in an activation so that the blockages where you feel day-to-day overwhelmedness go and suddenly you see the eternal perspective or you see in that moment the perspective of the reality of what God is doing in that situation. Yes. And it is a come up here prayer. God, my eyes, my sight, my life is going to be lived from the heavenly point of view. And I'm going to contend over my sight that I am not overwhelmed by circumstances, but I'm going to see like you see. And then, oh, Donna, and then I'm going to be able to command rightly. And I'm going to be one who walks through rather than getting stuck. Yes, yes. And you mentioned this action and you tell us what to do. And that is all through your book, Emma. Now, I love a good sermon and I love to read a good message, but when it involves me and when I actually put physical actions to it and it's interactive for me, man, that sticks with me. That oh, way, totally. yes, it does. Totally. Yes. Totally. And I think, you know, it's things that I've done. All of these are tried and tested, Donna, in the book. You know, there's things, I'll give you a couple of things that I ask people to do in it. So very often, Donna, 
we get into a place where we've lost expectation. Mm. And sometimes, you know, we do get disappointed and we want to be truthful about that. We do sometimes, oh, you know, my heart is heavy. I feel really disappointed. And so one of the activations is to start to write a list of your dreams. Yes. And some of those are major life dreams about your call and your destiny. Some of those are little dreams like, I'd like to be really good at baking. I'd like to dance, a, you know, a tango with my husband, you know, from the sublime to the ridiculous, to the very serious, because I think God is playful uh, with us in that. But what it does to you when you write your dreams, and I actually say, come on, push yourself. Don't just give me five or 10. Give me 20, 30, 40, 50. Let's brainstorm your dreams. What do you do? You start to renew expectation. You start to renew this hope for the future. You start to believe again. You start to medicate your own disappointment with raising your eyes to dream again. So there's little things like that jam-packed all the way through it. And some of you, before you even get the book in your laps, can start that as homework. I'm going to write down all the things yes. I dream and <laughs> yes. watch, watch what that does. Do you know I do that with my staff every so often um, just because we know that sometimes we do get our heads down and that's okay. But you've got to know, Donna, what the action is to get out of that place. So you'll see things like that all the way through the book. I'm with you. I love a good sermon. I teach (laughs) a good sermon, I hope. But actually, my life has changed when I walk something out. Yes, yes, when you actually put actions to it. Let me ask you this, Emma. I know the people that are listening are already on fire. They're already excited because that's what you ignite in people with just this this power and this supernatural influence that you have over people. But, But you actually believe, now tell me, do you actually believe this, that there is a fire and a voice within all of us that God wants to release. Oh, I mean, I could do a dance around the room (laughs) and punch the air with a yes, yes, yes. But I tell you, that is right out of scripture. So when we read Jeremiah, the, the word of the Lord says this, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and a hammer that breaks the rocks to pieces. Now you then jump over into a Psalm like Psalm 29, where it says the voice of the Lord is powerful and majestic. The voice of the Lord strikes like lightning. So we get that repetitive theme. So I believe that when I start to decree, you know, in the name of Jesus, and I'm commanding something in his powerful and glorious name, that actually I mirror Jesus. And just as his voice is like fire and lightning, so because I am a mini Christ, which of course Christian is a mini Christ, when I decree in his name that it's powerful and this internal anointing, because of course I've got the indwelling spirit within me releases transformation and one of the sections in the book is about this power coming out of you and we actually have days back to back where we talk about the release of your voice and the release of your sound oh satan hates your voice can i just tell you satan's terrified of your sound 
Satan just wants you mute, muffled, silenced, shut down. Because he knows that when you speak in the name of Jesus, you'll start to burn the demons. You'll start to make a straight path. You'll start to see miracles because God shifts and commands things by his voice. You know what, Donna? God doesn't think. Wouldn't it be lovely if the world was created? Oh, no, no, no. He speaks it. Yes. And it happens. Yes. So I really feel like the journey that I want to take people on is you have an anointed voice that is about to come out of you in a fresh and forceful way that is gonna terrorize hell. I want you to speak out loud right now where you are. I was made to terrorize hell. Come on, you say that out loud because actually that is the beginning of you finding your voice. You know, Emma, I love the way you have tied this all together because your book is called Lion, Lion. Oh my gosh, I love Lion Bites. There's a section in there that you call release your roar, your roar. And that's what you're talking about now, your voice and and no more timidity and no more silence, but release that roar within you. Really? And sometimes that's in English language. Can I tell you, Donna? Sometimes that's just a cry and a shout. We have brilliant stories. Let me tell you one of them. So, um, you know, when the children of Israel are walking around the walls of Jericho and they release um, in the original Hebrew, it's a ruhwah, but ruhwah means a shout. And it's a shout that brings walls down. Yes. You know, so do you know what? I have had a heroin addict walk into our ministry center and literally, you know, there's a, there's a hundred ways you could deal with that. You could hug them. We did, you know, we could pray for them. We did, but we roared, literally mm. roared, ah, you know, but louder. Otherwise I break the microphones and hurt <laughs> your ears, but literally like a rah of a roar, but it was an anointed roar. It wasn't just a guttural noise for the sake of it. It was a literal roar. And that heroin addiction came off that person Ooh. and clicking the fingers like that in an instant. I have to say that has happened more than one occasion where we have roared breakthrough because the Bible tells us you know, and shows us in that Jericho account that you can roar breakthrough. And so, yes, it's about dealing with man's criticisms that actually you can um, come out from under where they have silenced you and you can be defined by the life of God in what you say. And of course, I take people through repenting for partnering with curses on their lives. Yes. Have, you know, an agreement with man's criticism, but also what I release in it is that sense of um, you are so approved of by God Mm -hmm. that you can just roar and uh, people are set free and liberated. And you know what? Sometimes I've just roared into the grind and I've seen demons leave properties. I've actually seen poltergeists leave buildings 
over uh, an anointed roar as well. And sometimes when we're doing building cleansing, you can feel it. I don't know whether your listeners have ever had this. You can feel the Holy Spirit just bubbling up and about to explode. So it's not just something that I manufacture. And you've got to know this exists. I can feel the Holy Spirit bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. And I'm like, oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> you know, and it explodes out. And sometimes you just need to know that that is biblically possible for you to jump in and have it happen to you. Sometimes when you don't have English language, Donna, you just need a Holy Ghost roar yes. to liberate captives. Yes, yes, yes. Can I can I do that little dance around with you and say, yes, yes that, <laughs> that is right. Now, I know dreams and visions are nothing new for you, but along these same lines, you said that you had a, a, a vision of the Lord sending a destroyer angel that was actually ripping the tape off people's mouths so that they would no longer be silent. Well, let's just biblically cite these destroyer angels. Whenever you see Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed in scripture, it's actually the destroyer angels that do it. And that's mentioned actually more in the New Testament. And you see the classification of an angel group called destroyer angels. Yes. Now, I see a lot of angels, they are quite intimidating angels to be fair they're strong you know uh, but i love that and i have seen one walked into my room not so long ago and i'm like what are you here for he says i am here to release a battalion of destroyer angels that i want you to partner with that are going to destroy the enemy and destroy the enemy's hold on your life and actually those destroyer angels literally are ripping demonic tape oh just let them walk up to you right now oh just receive the ministry of the angelic we are right in hebrews 1 if you need a biblical you know place for this where hebrews 1 talks about are not angels ministering spirits sent yes. to the heirs of salvation so you know that God sends angels to minister to you because you're an heir of salvation so we just let loose those destroyer angels to come and destroy where Satan has bound you where Satan has muted and silenced you and we let them uh, come to your room wherever you're listening around the world and be a force for your liberation in Jesus name yes yes you know there's a point here, Emma, that some people may look at this point that, that you made and go, oh, no, oh, no. But what you are saying just turns this point into a positive. And you said, Satan is yes. listening. Satan is listening. Oh, yes. You know, that doesn't bother me at all because, you know, the scriptures say, we'll look at the accuser, Satan, at the end of time, and we'll say, is that the worm? that tormented the world, we have got to get over our fear of itty bitty demons and tiny Satan. Is he listening? Of course he is. You know, I kind of love that. Yes. Can yes. I tell you, I kind of love that. I think you've got to change them. We've got to change the mindset. I kind of love the fact that demons are watching. Why is Satan listening? Why are demons watching? because they're scared. Mm. They're scared that you will get the upper hand. 
all right they are scared of you and so satan is listening and what he is hoping for is this that you'll partner with him Mm. he's hoping that you're going to say i don't think i'm going to get through i think my life will always be like this I don't think I'm going to be successful. I think I'm never going to be healed. Right, right. I think I'm not that well educated. You know, he's waiting for you and he is watching. You know, and of course the word of God says that he he's walking to and fro, prowling like a lion. So we know that from straight out of the scriptures. But here is the game plan. Let's talk game plan strategy together. Why don't you shock him by instead of just repeating what he wants you to say, why don't you shock him by speaking and saying, I will arise and overcome. I will walk through this valley of the shadow of death. Yes. I will be healed in Jesus' name. I will be one who is promoted and used by God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Do you know what, Donna? When you start to say that, you crush him because he's listening. Yes. You yes. crush him by your decrees. Yes. And sometimes accidentally, you can be one who empowers him by your silence. Wow. Wow. You know, that that sentence, when I read that, that sentence hit me hard, Emma, when you were saying, Satan is listening. Will you crush him by your decrees or will you empower him by your silence? I, I had to just go, whoa, Lord. Lord, forgive me, and just get back right into into this teaching because it was so amazing. Let me take just a second here and let everybody know about this wonderful package that you have prepared for them. And Emma, it's your brand new book and this brand new and exclusive two CD audio teaching series, Lion Bites, Daily Prophetic Words That Awaken the Spiritual Warrior in You. And then also a companion book, Freedom from Fear. Who and haven't we needed that in these times? Freedom from Fear, How to Live in Victory in a Time of Crisis. Now, let me just remind you that Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you know exactly how you can get this wonderful, wonderful package by Emma. Okay, Emma, let's move on to something a little bit different. I know you are one and have been for many, many years who has a lot of spirit realm encounters with God, all kinds of encounters, and you invite people to encounter more. You invite and you teach people, encounter more, look beyond, look beyond what's right here. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we're really in those scriptures uh, that talk about um, set your heart on things above or fix your eyes on the unseen realm. I couldn't survive unless I was in that relational, intense, glory filled passionate encounter lifestyle with Jesus. Oh, you know, if it was just about being one who sat here and, you know, just prayed and never encountered, can I say that's only half of the life we should be living. Yes, yes. We should be obviously praying, reading our scriptures. That's vitally important. But we should also be wired for encounter 
because Jesus is going to marry you one day. Mm. He's going to marry you. And so he wants this intense, ooh, intense love relationship. And I really want to train you through this book of, you know, that place of being caught up in the spirit realm. But actually, what is it like to, as Song of Songs would write, um, be kissed by God and the purity in that and that sense of, oh, kiss me with the kisses of your lips. The absolute purity when God kisses you and you feel his passionate love for you and God's been catching me up recently and I actually have not shared this anywhere or even talked about it publicly because sometimes you know you want to be a little bit protective of your encounters because they're so personal yes but God's been catching me up recently into a garden where he has literally been kissing all over my face and it's so pure and it's so undone me to feel the love of God. And Donna, can I say there is a difference between knowing that you're loved, reading that you're loved, and having a sense that you might be loved, and the actual encounter of love. Yes. And when you encounter love, Donna, it undoes you. And all of the nonsense of maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I'm not enough, maybe, 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 maybe uh, you know, God, do you really love me? You mean, God, see my history, and you know that I've dropped the ball. And yes, we We've all dropped the ball. But when you come in into an encounter with love, mm. there is something so unique that happens where your own uh, protesting of your own issues disappears and you are left just you and the face and the arms of Jesus. And it is mind blowing where you come into this fullness of accepting your value before God. And I think that I would call that being revolutionized yes. by love. Yes. Being revolutionized by love. Yes. And I really believe that more and more we are going to need that to be sustained. Can I tell you, with not a lot of joy in my heart, I have to tell you this, Donna, we are going to into a season where the church is going to be persecuted. These are heavy duty times. We are going into a season where we are going to be willfully misunderstood by the world. But in that, we are going to become the victorious church. That's really important. And, and that victorious church will rise through intense persecution. And in that, you will need to be revolutionized by the love of God where it impacts all your thinking, all your emotions. Otherwise, you're going to not survive unless you have the security and the certainty of the absolute, unrelenting, undilutable, passionate love of God where he says, you are mine. Yes, yes. Emma, this is so exciting. And I know people that are listening are going, oh, that's so exciting for Emma. But but what about me? What about me and, and encounters with God? But you are teaching us that we can actually choose to activate encounters with God in our lives. Yeah, it's interesting, Donna. I, I would say that the most asked question um, into our center uh, and to me as a prophet is, how? 
how do I see in the spirit? How do I encounter? And I think there's validity in that because of course we're raised in such a Greek mindset way. We're raised in uh, logic and we're raised to really separate the natural from the spiritual. And hence why we have those very valid how questions. Yes. Yes. Let me give you some top tips here. I think, first of all, you acknowledge that meeting Jesus in the spirit realm because you are spirit and he is spirit, you just acknowledge that that can happen. I just acknowledge God that I am a spirit being. I happen to be in a case of flesh right now, but I am a spirit being and I acknowledge that you are a spirit being and I acknowledge that it's easy for me to be spiritual. Then I would say, I choose to trust you God that I can access the realm of the spirit I choose to activate by faith the access that you have given me I act now and step into encounters I act now and the act now is really important I act now and step into encounters and I think what you do is you you get yourself somewhere quiet Get yourself somewhere peaceful, close your eyes and start to commune with God. Be a little bit quiet because if you are rabbiting on all the time, your kind of list of God, you, you be like a vending machine in the sky and you deliver all these things into my life. No, 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 no. Go quiet, commune, fellowship. Mm. I step into encounter. Whoo. Yes. And I would be saying to the Lord, show me a door. Because, of course, we know that Jacob sees not just angels going up and down, but he sees a doorway into heaven. So that's very scriptural. And also Ezekiel in Ezekiel's eight sees a door. So you're saying, I'm quiet. I've quieted my heart. God, show me a door. Whoa, this is top, top level stuff. Show me a door. And then allow the spirit of the Lord to lead you. He must lead you and allow him to lead you through that door. Where does the door go? Who I choose to step into an encounter. Where does that door go? And that will be a massive step of breaking down barriers. Yes. And so in the name of Jesus, I release an ability for you to go through that door and into the spirit realm. Just grab this as I pray for you. In the name of Jesus, I collapse the barriers between the natural and the spiritual dimension now in Jesus' name. And in the name of Jesus, I now make you whole that you would be body, soul, and spirit working together and not be so divided where the spirit realm is so separate from your flesh. And that is a lie of Satan that you need to be separated. And in the name of Jesus, I command a wholeness, a spiritual wholeness and ability for your spirit and your flesh to work together and to go into the spirit realm to meet your God in Jesus' name. Yes, yes, amen. Well, we've got just a couple more minutes left, but I wanted to remind everybody one more time about this resource package, Emma, that you have put together. It's your brand new book, 
and your brand new two CD audio teaching series that goes along with it, both called Lion Bites, Daily Prophetic Words That Awaken the Spiritual Warrior in You. Also, they're going to get your companion book, Freedom from Fear, How to Live in Victory in a Time of Crisis, and a special bonus of a message that we're going to talk a little bit about right now called Welcome Home to the Glory. Emma, we heard that message and we were just like, whoa, whoa, I've never heard anybody say that. You know, everybody has a feeling of what home is, the place where you feel loved and and comforted and it just feels right and that's where you belong and you titled this message welcome home to the glory what does that mean Ooh, lots to say on that donna <laughs> i i love revival who doesn't love revival everybody loves revival but here's what we see happen we get revived or we have a revival move of god and then there seems to be failure or diminishing. We get revived, revival, diminish. So it goes revival, diminish, revival, diminish, revival, diminish. And I think we get disappointed in that. Scripture says this, you go from glory to glory. To glory, yes. And the majesty of that scripture is that we go up and up and up and up in glory throughout our lives. And I really feel like the Lord is saying, I want you to live in the glory, to go from glory to glory, to not get stuck in just a facelift of a previous move of God. God is not just updating something he did yesterday. God is bringing a whole new level of his glory. And you are supposed to live in glory to glory to glory. And sometimes when we're outside of the glory, and sometimes when we're looking over our shoulder, and when we just want an upgrade of yesterday, you know what happens is we get homesick, we get unsettled, we spiral a little bit and the Lord is saying no I want you to live in my glory oh I want you to be home in my glory and I want you to go from one level of glory to ever increasing levels of glory that you are saturated over and over and over by renewed and refreshed glory and in that place you will be home and in that place you will be healed and in that place your physical pain will go and in that place you will come alive and I feel like the Lord is saying pray afresh and ask that your life would be marked by a journey from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory where you live in the ever intensification of the weight of God and I feel like that is the prayer of this era of time because my my fear at the moment donna is that we're slightly sitting in a rowing boat and you know when you're in a rowing boat you're rowing but you're always looking backwards yes you know a rowing boat and the and god is saying oh enough of the rowing boat church where you're always looking back and saying do it again do it again do it again god is saying look this is a prophecy right now from a prophet 
You've got to know whether it's the day to pray, God, do it again, or whether it's the day to pray, God, you're doing a new thing. And God is saying there is a time where you say, do it again. And there is a time where you say it's a new thing. And the Lord is saying, know the season. The season is, it's a new thing. The season is glory to glory. The season is something of my weight that you have never seen before. And the Lord is saying, stop looking over your shoulder. Stop looking at your history. Stop just wanting an upgrade of something familiar. I want to break you into a level of my glory that the earth has never seen before. Yes, yes, yes. And the Lord is saying glory to glory to glory to glory. And you will feel at home and alive for I made you for my glory and it's increasing weight. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness, Emma, I, I want us to close out with this thought with all the, the the spiritual and supernatural encounters, there's one thing that Jesus longs for so much. And you say, he is saying to us, he's saying to those that are listening, let me see you. Let me see you. I'm right here before you. Let yes. me see you. Yes. I really feel that we've lived so much of our Christian experience with Jesus just too many steps removed. Yes. And there's a gentleness, I think, from, I mean, I know I'm a, a warrior and I want you to be warriors as well, but I do think that that only comes successfully from the place of being a lover and that lovers are great warriors. Yes, yes. And actually lovers are great givers. It's from that place of love that, that giving and war should pour. Um, so I really feel like Jesus is saying, I am kneeling right in front of you and we are now going to meet like we have never met before. And to that point where Jesus is undressing us of our shame, he's undressing us of our insecurities and he is right in your room, though you think, oh, maybe he's just outside of my room. No, 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 no. Jesus is right in your room and he is right in front of you. And he is saying that the veil between him and you face to face is coming down and you are going to see him, know him, be seen by him like never before. For just as it's an era, as we said earlier, of the pioneer and the era of the Holy Spirit, boy, are we coming into the era of holy face-to-face with Jesus again. Yes, yes. In in some senses, Don, it's why we became non-essential as the church, because we were into programs and rituals and traditions and backyard opinions. And, you know, God is shaking that out so we can come back to the main thing of his face and his power. Mm. And how do you see it connected if we break down those walls and allow Jesus to see us and us to see him. Does that 
open the door for more encounters? Yes, it does. So what I tend to do, you know, I used to say to people, and and some of you might have heard or read it in previous books, you know, where is Jesus in the room? And those kind of activations. A lot of people find that a very difficult jump. So here's my top tips for accessing that if you find the where is Jesus in the room or I can't see Jesus difficult uh, as a difficult question. Go back in your mind. You can do it right now with me if you want. Go back in your mind to a time where you and Jesus had a good interaction. Now, that, that can be yesterday or it can be 30, 40 years ago. It doesn't really matter. But go back to a positive encounter with Jesus Christ. It could even be your salvation day. I'm not really bothered when. Now, when you reflect and when you remember, what you do is you open up relational connection. So you remember a time where you really needed Jesus and he was there for you. You you remember, just like communion says, you remember. You go back and you remember, and then you do this. Jesus, thank you that you were whoever Jesus was in that moment. Thank you that you were my savior or my rescuer or my high tower, or you were my friend when I was alone. And you start to put gratitude onto that memory. Now, what you do when you remember and you put gratitude together is you open the door for new relational encounters. Now, the Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. It's how you connect. And I think we read that scripture without understanding that when I remember and I am thankful, I open up a door of connectivity. This is top tip stuff. So then after you've remembered and been grateful, you then say this, Jesus, where are you right now? Mm. And where do you want me to lead me today? And Jesus, can I see you again? So after you have gone through gratitude and remembrance, can I tell you, it is just so easy to find him in the present moment because you have orientated your relationship again back to him. You've acknowledged your need of him. You've remembered that you've been connected in the past and you've been grateful. And that takes you right before him again. Wow. Yes. Thank you, Emma, so much for being with us. And I would just like to close in prayer. I would love for you to release encounters to those who are listening. Yeah. Happily. Happily. I thought you might like to do that. Oh, I love all of that. I love all Because I, you know what? I just so, I love people. I know. And and I just want you to not miss a thing. Oh, come on. That, you know, is why I write these books. I don't want you to miss a thing. And you guys listening to this, can I tell you all the way from Scotland and in Europe, I want you to be one who is so possessed by passion, so undone in relationship, so energized by weapons of warfare that Christ has given you, that you lose all of the frustration that you have with your average mundane, boring Christianity. So it is my joy in the name of Jesus to loose you into a lifestyle of encounter. Right now, we just release that to where you are all around the world, that in the name of 
Jesus, you will now connect with Christ afresh. That right now the veil, I destroy it in Jesus' name. That is a hindrance to your connection. And I lift you up by these prayers in the mighty name of Jesus to be one who knows the face of God afresh. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Emma, thank you so much. And for all of you that are listening, here is Sid Roth to tell you exactly how you can get this powerful package of resources by Emma Stark. Emma Stark has just released a brand new and powerful book, Lion Bites, daily prophetic words that awaken the spiritual warrior in you. You'll also get Emma's companion book, Freedom from Fear, Emma knows we're not called to operate under the bondage of fear. So get ready to stop fear right in its tracks. Plus, Emma has prepared a brand new and exclusive two CD audio teaching series to mentor you, almost mentoring you one-on-one. That's what she'll be doing for you. Freedom, your personal mentoring with Emma. So don't wait. You can get this entire package today for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9803. That's offer number 9803.